to another episode of the Nintendo Retina Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Warrior Will, hopefully without the FBI. <laughs> Don't worry, the Nintendo Ninjas aren't here this time around. Hopefully. And yeah, just can't believe it. Hey, uh, just if, in case you're wondering, yeah, we're in March now. Yes, another month has gone by and it is a half as well. It is the fifth birthday of the Nintendo Switch. Uh, boy, we are all getting out now, aren't we? Uh... We are so old. Remember, we started this podcast in the Wii U. And now we're five years into the Switch. Mm-mm-mm. You're so old. Speaking of old, tell you, Tyler. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, my receding hairline would agree with old. It's, it's sad. <laughs> it's tragic. My my barber today said, "So what are you going to do about it?" <sighs> it's a sad, sad day. And, and you tell him, "I'm going to do exactly what the Sixers are doing: enduring." <laughs> uh, the Sixers, all they do is win, man. I, this is true. You have done very well since the Harden trade. I will not deny. <laughs> all right, and also here is Skull Kid Scott for his what fifth consecutive appearance. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. This was not planned, by the way. <laughs> Just can't get rid of me this time, apparently. Well, Hello. <laughs> no. What, what's really helped you is that your interests in regard to, in regard to Nintendo have matched up perfectly with all the craziness that's gone on from, you know, helping out our uh, our other new ho- co-host in Arbok, uh, Andrew, and then the Nintendo Direct, and then Arceus for two weeks, and here we are with the next Pokemon stuff. So if you weren't, like, a big Pokemon fan, you would have only been on, like, maybe one or two of those times, but because of your <laughs> specific Nintendo love, you have been allowed, allowed, <laughs> to come on for five straight shows. So... It's truly an honor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and as you all know, this is indeed going to be a big, another big Pokemon uh, podcast because of what the revelation of Gen 9. But we're going to put that to the side for now and discuss what I've been playing. I'll go first because I am literally minutes away, like almost like literally, uh, from completing, quote unquote, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Now, when I say completing, I don't mean the side quest, because there's that weird one with the Mastery Gym or whatever. I, I, don't, I have no interest in doing that. Uh, but I am one Pokemon away from catching them all, and that Pokemon is Arceus. And I was really wanting to finish this before Triangle Strategy, and thanks to Tyler for giving me the final Pokemon that I need in Spirit Tomb so that I didn't have to go and find the West uh, all over the Pokemon world. But uh, I am now on my way to the Temple of Sinnoh. I'll be doing it after the podcast. And then I will have caught Arceus. And I will have completed my first ever Pokedex. So happy. Yeah, this is a long time coming. I'm a Gen 1-er, okay? I, and as I was telling you guys before the podcast, the closest I ever came to collecting them all was uh, Gen 1 with Pokemon Blue. I think I caught about 125, 127 Pokemon. And then all the others were in Pokemon Red, which I didn't have at the time. And then in, when I did, I didn't have a link cable. And then the, my friends that did, we barely traded for whatever reason. Those were the, those were the dark days, okay? <laughs> Remember back in the day, yeah, you had to get a link cable. Have a, to talk to friends. I'll have at least a sibling who has the other version, which I kind of had. I did it with my brother. He had red, I had blue, and we yeah. traded Pokemon that way. So, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then sometimes it didn't work, and then sometimes it didn't have what you needed. And it's just like, even when the online came on in the original Sinnoh games, I didn't really use it. It wasn't until, I think, Kalos and... Uh, sun and moon that really embraced it, especially with Wonder Trade. I loved Wonder Trade. Like, I know I got a bunch of crap Pokemon, but at times I would get a new one. I'm like, oh, I don't have them. That's so wonderful. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I, I've about, I'm about to complete the Pokedex, and then I have completed the Daybreak storyline, 
Um, it was interesting. I, I didn't get some of the things that they showed in the trailer, weirdly enough. Like, I didn't see the hordes of alpha Pokemon, and I don't know how I missed that, but whatever. Um, but it was it was nice, and I like the idea of the massive mass outbreaks to help, further help you get your Pokedex filled. In fact, I got some of my final Pokemon because of the that those mass outbreaks, including catching a Sneasler in the wild, which I didn't think I could do. Um, also, screw Bonsly. Alright. <laughs> you could only Yeah, catch... that was a tough one. Yeah, I spent most of last night trying and failing to catch Bonsly. I had to you had to catch him in a very specific area, either in the wild or under the ore, which I could never get him out of the ore, so I, I kept going to this one spot. Then I found him and he ran away before I could catch him like a dick. And so I just kept spawning and spawning and spawning and eventually I caught him. And then today as I was collecting the satchel so I could get the merit points needed to get a magmarizer uh, so I could get a magmortar, who, who's in the mass outbreaks? Bonsly. So I'm just like, screw it. So I went and like, caught like four of them in a row just so I could complete the Pokedex entry, which I'm actually like only 10 Pokemon away or so from completing. And yeah, it, it felt good. It felt good. Also, Munchlax. What a character. Yeah. Oh, Munchlax was the thing that drove me crazy about Munchlax is once I finally completed its entry, like it it, it suddenly appeared everywhere. It was so hard really? to find, and I was constantly like feeding it. I ran into one in a mass outbreak. I ran into like three different ones in the Deer Track Heights and the Obsidian Fieldlands. Like, yeah. I kept going to that one same spot where it spawns and just like leaving and coming back until it was there. Yeah. And then, as soon as I found it, they were everywhere. Uh, his was another hard one for me. I literally accidentally ran into him. I knew the, the area that he would be in, and I just started roaming it, and then I decided to land right in this grass area, and then I see, like, the three dots over the head, and I'm like, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's a bunch of So I caught him as quickly as I could. But I was like, oh, and then I found the Alpha Snorlax you guys are talking about. I found him on accident. I was I was getting a How satchel. I was getting a satchel, and there he was. And I'm like, okay. So I, just, I threw a gigaton ball at him, and I caught him. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anyone finds him purposefully. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, think about it. A regular Snorlax is bad enough, and now you got the Alpha Snorlax, so that's even that's an even bigger mon. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I I lo love Arceus, and like, let me just log back in really quick because I want to I want to note my final hour count, if you will. I've played this game for over fifty hours, and I could keep going because I haven't completed all the Pokedex entries and the side quests, but like 50 hours in a Pokemon game. I'm pretty sure that's double what I did in Shining Diamond or Brilliant Diamond. So, and a lot of those hours were just me wandering the Pokemon world and seeing what I could, seeing what I could find. And, and I did not regret a single hour of it, except for when I was trying to catch Bonsly. <laughs> oh, I hate you, Bonsly. So, uh, but yeah, and then tomorrow, of course, is Triangle Strategy Day. I'll be busting out the demo because I, I'm going to be getting the review copy. So I got to wait for Keith to get it, our boss, Koopa Keith. And but then that will be my focus more or less during the weekend. So I'm very, very excited for that. Oh, yeah, and I've been playing Heroes. Nothing really new about that. at the voting gauntlet, which can I note? I don't get people. Mm -hmm. right? Like I, I picked a couple of characters in the voting gauntlet that I thought for sure were going to win. And I lost both times. And now the final one is Corrin and uh, Duo Azura. Azura. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Like of all the characters we got in a Hero Rises, those are the final two. Lame. I'm surprised that yeah, like, we're gonna we're, we're either gonna get one of those dual heroes, which is like wow. Dang. Like people are like I mean, granted we did get dual Lin in the last one, if I recall correctly, okay. and like the, for this one, it's like geez, people just want 
they don't want legendary, they don't want mythic, they just want duos, which is like, okay, fine. I mean, granted, I don't have either of those characters, but there were other ones that I also didn't have that I would have liked a lot more. But whatever. I'm saving orbs. I'm, I'm waiting <laughs> for that new banner. Well, I'll wait. It's coming on, uh, last I checked on the calendar, it's coming on March 7th. So it, I think we might be getting a trailer probably at, after this podcast, maybe. So who knows? Who knows With our right? luck, of course. All right, well, how about you? Uh, just c- complimenting on the f- on Fire Emblem Heroes, yeah, just, a- as you said, just continuing on with the Fallen Gauntlet, and, yeah, personally for me, I was actually tr- rooting for Door to, to get it, I mean, I, I pretty much got yeah. everyone except the Door Heroes, but, yeah, I'm surprised that sh- that Door got knocked off uh, for by uh, Ninja Corrin, but, yeah, and also, it was kind of funny, again, that the fact that Fate's character would be the last fight, again, Corrin versus Azura, it, it was a funny little thing, but, yeah, um, just continuing on with that, um, yeah, uh, a good thing. I also just try to finish up with the triangle strategy demo. And uh, uh, Tyler, like you, you finished up with the demo yourself, are you? I did. Uh, I I'll talk about it. I guess we can talk about it together now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was... uh, I've just recently just got into part three. And uh, where did you went? Do, do you went to Aphros or do you went to Hyzant? I went to Hyzant. Ah, okay, okay, yeah, that's what I did as well. Like, apparently, due to my conviction, that's what I chose as well. Like, I'm not sure if you had it in your in your playthrough, but like, if you try to go, uh, uh, persuade to go to Aphros, it says in your conviction, like, yeah, it might as well be talking to a stone wall. I'm not sure you got yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's also what I did as well. So I'm just currently going through Hyzant myself. So yeah, just also preparing up for Triangle Strategy, Triangle Strategy, which is coming out by the time of recording. So yeah, good morning to you. And uh, lastly, as well, which this one just came out of nowhere, it, which is the Kirby uh, Forgotten Lands demo. And yeah, I, I I've been more or less seeing the previews. I saw the meme pictures, and by God, Kirby is cute. I mean, like I know I'm. I'm I know this is basically water is wet and all that, but jeez Louise, they just make Kirby even more cute. It's like the 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 eyes, the bug eyes, and of course, like if you've seen like the previews already, like just uh, how the heck does Kirby it, remain the, so that fresh? That scene was gorgeous. Like the water, the grass, mm-hmm. like the, the art style. It actually reminded me like just a tiny tiny bit of kirby's rainbow curse oh where that game was like made out of clay this one is not made out of clay but it had like everything had a real pop to it it really looked like a diorama but it was it mm-hmm. was gorgeous and i'm not even playing on an oled i'm playing on the standard model i didn't put it on my tv i was blown away by the graphics and i don't know about you will but the sound the the uh, OST is going to be incredible. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, if anything, Kirby soundtracks has always been very stellar. And, like, here in, in Forgotten Lands, it's just like, yeah, th- this is the Kirby magic you know and love after all these years. I'm, I'm just, just so surprised that it's, it remains so fresh after all these years. It's just it's just amazing. And, yeah, just the music and, like, that intro, uh, tutorial level, like, again, easily uh, eases you in the, the Carby mode. And it's just like, yeah, it, it just works. It just works. So it really does. The, like, the demo took me thirty minutes to beat. Um, it's not a long demo. Right, like, right, right, I actually right, right. really recommend it. Like, if you're slightly interested in this game, to get it because there's a lot to glean from it. Um, I I felt like from the advertising, this was going to be a little bit more open than it is. Mm-hmm. But there's like a hard ceiling on Kirby's jumps. Like, this is not an open world. This is think Mario 3D World that type of 3D platform. But the speed with which Kirby moves is perfect the controls are super tight and i found the copy ability is just the couple that you you 
you uh, use to be really, really cool. The moves are all fun. They're mm-hmm. familiar stuff, nothing groundbreaking in the demo, but they work very well in the 3D space. So yeah, I, I was really, really impressed. You only There's only two levels or three right, levels right, right, in right, it, right. but what did you think about the, the overall gameplay? I mean, I gotta go try the second level myself, but at least from what I based it on, like again, with the new... Co- new powers from old classic communities like for example cutter kirby or sword like it actually do the 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 spin the spin slash of like uh, a la link and with the bombs like i'm surprised you just like yeah i never thought you actually can finally lob bombs this time i mean on a 3d space i mean you could actually do it in the 2d space but see it here on a 3d space like hold and then actually lob it with an aiming cursor that yeah that feels so new that feels so new so yeah like this the spin on it is just like yeah, I can see this game can easily sell a good solid million copies. I can see it, no doubt. Yes. Oh, it'll sell a million copies. Oh, yeah. I, would, I would be surprised if we Kirby did Star Allies did that. That was a much more basic Kirby title. So mm-hmm. I, I would yeah. be shocked if this one didn't do like two million in its first week. Because Kirby, Kirby's been around. All right. Like, oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. He has one of the most robust libraries, and people forget that because a lot of them have been like spinoffs and such, but. Kirby's the man. You know he's you know, eight inches tall. So, <laughs> Canon, look it up. Until this demo, I would say that the only concern I have about its sales is that I don't really feel like it's being marketed super hard. Hmm. Nintendo has a lot to market, so like it's not. I'm not shocked by that. Uh, and maybe Kirby is such a recognizable, established brand that they're not going to need to. Uh, but I, I'm very, very positive on what I played and, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. super here, excited for the full release. Mm-hmm, same here, same here. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I've been, I kid you not, I've been so swamped today. Like, I was literally playing Pokemon almost up to when we did our trade, Tyler, because that was the only time I had. I've been working since 11, and I, 11 to 6, basically, and then I finally took some time to relax. So I have not been able to try the demo, but I will definitely try it out because... I will be the one reviewing the game later in the month, you know, if I if I am able to get through Triangle Strategy in time. And uh, I'm looking forward to it because, you know, this is actually like a great month of, like, dichotomy because you have Triangle Strategy, which is meant to be this very serious, you know, your choices matter, with <laughs> the strength of your convictions. And then you got Kirby with mouthful mode. <laughs> like, yep, 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 yep. I want Kirby to be a vending machine. Make it so. <laughs> like... <laughs> There's not a lot of depth there, and you don't need it. It's Kirby. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you, but as you know, you pro- they probably do a, a sleight of hand. Like you know how Kirby is can be surprisingly dark at times. Like that, like oh, your best friend is now this evil or you know conquer a demon thing, something like that. It, it could we could pull a sleight of hand, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna try out the demo, Scott? Yeah, I'll probably get it on probably Saturdays, my guess, when I actually get, you know, some free time. <laughs> Another round uh. with that. So, Tyler, outside of Kirby, what have you been playing? Uh, I have also been playing Triangle Strategy, and it would have been cool if Will and I went to two differences. I almost went to Ace Frost, but mm-hmm. I decided Hyzant because I wanted to do what? Uh, Frederica wanted to do. Okay, okay. And okay. now I feel like a beta male for <laughs> for just doing whatever she wanted to do. But it was still funny. Hey, listen um, to your lady, man. Rule one. Right. In life. I was just listening to her. I was like, listen, this means a lot to her. And I got to Hyzant, and I was like, this place sucks. Yep, I yep, yep. Hated Hyzant, but I not surprisingly, the fact that I hated Hyzant is awesome. Like, I really 
last episode I was a little lower on the demo. The first two chapters were very talky and very bland with the setup. But the third one, after you make that first choice, the intrigue really starts to simmer. Uh, and I think that's kind of clear in the reviews that Triangle Strategy has gotten. Uh, it, it's been pretty well received um, mm-hmm. so far on Metacritic. I think it's sitting probably in the, the mid-80s. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely... there. The story has kind of brought me back in after that third chapter. I'm, I'm getting excited about, again, the idea of your choices having very a very significant impact mm-hmm. on the plot because i'm sure whatever happens in s frost is completely different than whatever happens in high Zant. there's just no way it can't be and that knowledge that you have of those areas is going to affect your choices in the future just naturally like i'm very interested in the politics of high Zant now and i want to learn more about that so my next future choices will probably <clears throat> be along that thread yeah yeah like that's one thing that's really uh like very appealing again it, it, it encourages multiple playthroughs like the fact like the what if the alternate the path like you know like those choose your adventure books like from goosebumps like oh go to page 22 that's where i yes. go and all that you're right so yeah like and i just want to say right now i mean the only Force has only one interesting character which is that the general uh female uh, of the like the rival of the dawn spear i can picture but her face she's like, yeah, but I just want to say those half sisters, those uh, siblings, they can screw up. I, that's what I'm gonna say. Those siblings can screw up. Like, do you do not talk to my betrothed that way? Yeah, yeah. They're bad, but they're not as bad as. Or maybe they are as bad, but they're om- like the the people who hate the Roselle. Yes, in, yes. The, oh yes, man, yes, they yes. are so annoying. And the uh, Roland's brother, he is just the worst. Man, mm. I hate that guy. He's constantly putting him down. He's a terrible sibling, right, but it's right, really right, cool. Right. I like the fact that each kingdom clearly rep like Hyzant, for example, is all about equality, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. They, the rub is equality at what cost. You know, how far are you willing to go to make sure the maximum number of people can live this glorious right, happy right, life? Right, right. Because it's on the back of some other people. But is that worth it? If most people like, is it ninety percent of this country is super happy, living great lives? Is it worth it that ten percent stink? Right, it's a philosophical right, question right. that's interesting to answer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> but never forget, <laughs> gentlemen. Matter which choice you make or how many playthroughs you do, there's one thing we can all agree on. It still shouldn't be called triangle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I agree. I agree. I mean. Like I, I'll give it the point. Like when I was like saying uh, pre-ordering my game on like two days ago, I was like triangle strategy is like. Ugh. I mean, granted, there's only two words, but yeah, as you said, I prefer skills conviction so much more better, even though it's like I'm extra over word. It, though. I mean, it's, it's I'm the not the game. Who cares? I, but like, I care. Here's why. Like, think, about, <laughs> think about it like this. What if like think about Pokemon Legends Arceus? You know, it makes sense that they call it that because. Arceus, as we find out, is much more essential to the game than we realize. And so, yeah, it's his game, and we're just playing in it. But if they just called it Pokemon Hisui, really? Like, that's what you call it? Like, okay, I guess. But And then this, again, they had the name! It's the scales of conviction! It's literally the mechanic that's going to drive everything! And they go, no, let's just call it Triangle Strategy, because that was the project title. 
No! Oh, oh, oh. At least it wasn't Project Triangle Strategy like the original release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Project Octopath and Project Triangle Strategy, they just were like, drop the project and that's good enough. Well, but, or... I mean, but at least with Octopath Traveler, Octopath actually spells out all the character names, which is a clever thing. Yeah, and there's eight true. paths, so that makes sense. And then you are traveling across this world. So that at least made sense, whereas Triangle Strategy is like, uh, Octopath really? Traveler is not a good name for a game, but it's it's not like, it's it, it's better than Triangle Strategy. I I'm with you on that 100%, but I'm, I'm over it. It's, yeah. What matters what, at this point is the content of yes. the game, at what, least to me. For sure, for sure, what, for sure. Once I play the demo tomorrow, I'm sure I'll be over it, but until well, then... You could so just much. play the full game tomorrow. Because... Well, I, I have to... Again, I'm waiting for Keith, so uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know ah, getting okay, it. Because okay. so, Nintendo that, loves us. No, it's Square Enix. <laughs> that too. Yeah. It's Square Enix. Yeah. <laughs> but Nintendo loves us too. Don't shoot Nintendo. Yeah. yeah, they better. We show them a lot of love on this podcast. Oh, and for those of you who don't get that joke that I was making, uh, while we have gotten review copies in the past, and it's been great, we like I got Splatoon two like two weeks beforehand. It was awesome. Um, it's been a little more sporadic, and at times some of the developers and publishers give us the review copies like the day of the release, and so Keith, our boss, rightfully waits until like the afternoon so that. If we do get it late, he's not spending 50, 60 bucks on the game, and then we get the review copy, and I am fine with this. I will wait my turn, I will do all my work that I have to do in the morning and afternoon, and then when we, I get it, I can play it at night, and I will be a happy camper. And then I won't be a happy camper on Saturday, because I have to go to my niece's birthday party instead of playing this game. So thanks for being born. <laughs> it does, it does the Switch is mobile. Just no, not with, with my you, family. Hide in a bathroom. Oh, and cool. just boom. <laughs> Tyler, if I would, I could. If I would, I could. But there are two young girls in there. My very annoying sister. My parents, who will definitely not let me get away with that. And then the family that I'm supposed to mingle with. I, I, uh, I, it, dang. It's it just, I can't. I can't risk it. I hear you. I hear you. I can't risk it. All right, Scott, what about you? What have you been playing, man? So I've planned been, well, a little bit of Arceus during lunchtime, but I finally finished my run of Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires, mm-hmm. so I can finally give it its rightful review, <laughs> which is now on the site. <clears throat> Very nice. So today, though, I just kind of let myself veg because I spent so much time on Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Push up, push up, push up. Dynasty Warriors isn't bad, it's just it doesn't make me feel as good as the older copies Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the older mm -hmm, Dynasty Warriors mm -hmm, games mm -hmm. did I felt like there was so much they tried to do and so much they also took out that they Uh... also wanted to do, so it just kind of felt kind of like a big mishmash So so basically they spread way too much ideas and like they didn't really go anywhere with, with those ideas basically I the mean, only like... thing i think i liked was their companionship break uh, okay, okay, okay okay which basically um based on your characters like nature and attributes of like if they're nice if they're more leaders role if they're more like say villainous they will affect who they're with as well as who you can befriend in the game which i think is a cool mechanic that's not one they haven't done before actually usually you just spend time with someone and they'll like you this one actually affects based on your role of a person that you try to be will actually affect who you can actually get as like a friend or as a leader but overall the combat is just so weird because they made it so it's like troop based of difficulty Uh, but they also make it so that troops do absolutely squat so right 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 your army basically is just sponges for the enemy's army to kill and so you're just on a time scale of making sure that you kill more than their army can kill 
which can be difficult because, you know, they have more people than just you that actually does stuff on the mm, enemy side. Mm, mm. Right, right, right. And, of course, <clears throat> naturally, we're going to, like... Yeah, like, I only can remember, like, again, back to my experience with uh, Dynasty Warriors 4, like, again, like, the numbers themselves, like, again, as long as you kill that thousand <laughs> KO, then, you, then you're pretty much good. But aside from, like, the later entries, it's just, like, yeah, it's... It doesn't really matter as long as you get through, do the objectives, can take, can capture the strongholds, then you'll be fine. It's just, yeah. but the only thing I just, I, I, the one thing that I do appreciate is like you said, you showed up the character customization, which again, I, I'll give props to um, Team Omega Force. They they do some pretty decent um, character customizations, and the fact that I, I'm surprised you actually can get red hair from Lou <laughs> Boo, which is like. Oh my god, it you get freaking red hair. I literally it's... pulled my second run just to see if I could get red hair from Lupu, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like that, that I'll give pros. I mean, like, I, I can imagine like what other gifts you get from the other characters. I mean, heck, I wonder what do you get, we get from Guan Yu. That's the one thing I'm kind of... I wonder if like Guan Yu gives you something else. I mean, he's the only one who has red hair, so it's only Lupu or, red, or Guan yeah, Yu that Lubu has red and hair. Yeah, Guan Yu can yeah. give you red hair, but I doubt that you'd get two red hairs you don't really need two red hairs <laughs> uh, you I don't, like a weapon right <laughs> right I, yeah the blue dragon i would like to see if he gives the blue dragon and yeah. i apologize for our, co- our colleagues because we're talking chinese history here so i apologize <laughs> for that so yeah yeah yeah. just note um i loved dynasty wars 4 and 5 but i also liked looking at how ai worked in those games mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. you could see your characters actually, you know, fighting the enemy characters. And I like to see, like, the combos that they'd have based on, like, their level and the rank of the army. Mm-hmm. And I love just seeing what would happen if you let them battle by themselves. Because sometimes your army could win without you. And I thought that was actually great at times. Especially, like, in battles where you're supposed to win. Like, say, if you're on South South side uh-huh. of, like, one of the giant, like, Wujang Plains battles. When you have, like, 75% more force mm-hmm. than the other. And you were supposed to win in history in this <clears throat> like you'd actually win in the game without actually doing anything but that's no longer the case now you right. basically if you don't do anything your army dies because they don't do anything right okay 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 thank mm-hmm. that's yeah that's tangent but yeah that's <laughs> yeah one I just of my ca- dynasty warrior gripes I, I was i've been a big fan since three <laughs> yeah yeah same here same here but it's just kind of sad where team omega force is going with with the dynasty warrior series these past few years i mean it seems like they're they're dedicating all the entire resources to the other spin-off of warrior games like hyrule warriors and now fire emblem warriors three hopes instead of like their main titles which is kind of strange yeah yeah i, I, I know that too because i mean i've never played a dynasty warriors title but i've played a warriors games via zelda and, and fire emblem and it's interesting because the biggest complaint i've always heard about dynasty warriors especially like the more recent titles and even some of the spinoffs is that it doesn't change anything or if it does it's like minuscule compare because you know what you're gonna get but then you look at you know age of calamity and potentially three hopes where it's it it's the same thing but it's just different because of the the IP that it's in and it feels fresh and exciting and I'm like I wonder if they wish they could do more like this like that's why I have complete hope in three hopes pun intended because <laughs> Age of Calamity was that good it like is, it is. no one expected yeah. Age of Calamity to be that deep <clears throat> they but do, it absolutely was they do really well with like the titles that they collab with because even like the Persona 5 Strikers game was actually oh, for sure, really for sure, fun for sure. yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> So, like, the Mega Force does an extremely good job when they do collabs. It's just when they're to their own devices and they're just like, we should try to innovate in a way of Dynasty Warriors or something. And it just totally kind of flip-flops of what they're trying to focus on because they either try to innovate too much or they don't innovate at all. 
Right, right, right. And the fact that also they're part of like, yeah, with all, especially as I remember as well, like they they have a lot of DLC practices, which again they are a bit money grubbing in a sense, and especially with the re- the later titles, it's just like, yeah, uh, Omega Force, please don't do that. I mean, yes, you need to make yeah. money, but DLC practices do do not do not Nine overstep. Has so much DLC that I don't want to get. <laughs> yeah, don't overstep your bounds. Just do do what you do with each calamity, and you'll be fine. That's all. That's all we ask. Yeah. All right. Well, usually this is the part where we go into the news, but there hasn't really been any. <laughs> yeah, you know, except for the thing that we're about to talk about. I mean, there was the Kirby demo, and that happened today. Triangle Strategy seems to be getting good reviews. That's awesome. We might be getting new uh, additions to Nintendo Switch Sports when that comes out. Maybe hasn't been confirmed yet. Right. Aside that, there really hasn't been anything, except. <laughs> For the Pokemon Presents. Yep. Happened on Sunday. So, of course, with the big news of Gen 9 and everything that may or may not be happening with it, we're just going to go right into it with a Nintendo discussion. Alright, so, very loosely, there were other things announced aside from Gen 9, I know that's shocking, but uh, <laughs> they did give updates on basically every other Pokemon game, except for one. Do you know which one they didn't talk about? Not a trick question. Uh, Let's go. No, they talked, uh, yes, actually, they didn't talk about Let's Go, I was talking more about new Pokemon Snap. Like, a lot of people were wondering if we might get DLC content for new Pokemon Snap, and we haven't. And I'm sad, because it's been almost a year since it's launched, and we haven't gotten it. Oh, well. But yes, uh, overall, we did get some interesting things, including uh, Pokemon Go has got Alola Pokemon in it now. Pokemon Masters EX has released a Victory Road edition, where you can get a lot of gems and get new trainers, and uh, new trainers and new outfits. Pokemon Cafe Remix. Has anyone actually played Pokemon Cafe Remix? I mean, I have not even touched this. It is a very casual thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they keep updating this thing, and I'm like, oh, someone must be playing it, okay? I'm not judging, but yes, I am. One person has a big wallet. (laughs) And then, uh, of course, the Daybreak... Uh, announcement for Arceus. I was very surprised by that one, and I was so I, I I like this idea. Instead of doing DLC, do like the smaller updates, seed it out through all the throughout the year, then take us to Gen Nine. Um, I want to talk about the reveal trailer first. Like okay, the, okay, okay. The opening of the reveal trailer with that you know the very unfortunate <laughs> security guard or whatever he was. <laughs> uh, go. Okay, first of all, does that man? not watch horror movies because <laughs> like hearing something okay that's my job i gotta go investigate but then he sees flashing lights in the room and he goes oh surely nothing will go wrong if i enter this room <laughs> like that's how every person dies in a horror movie oh surely nothing could happen now um but yeah and so we get the flashes of light and the questions of what it is and i i legit even though i accidentally had this spoiled for me in my because i didn't watch it when it arrived i had to watch it later in the afternoon but when i uh there was a shot of the guy looking at a cup of coffee oh yeah 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 yeah, oh it's detective pikachu too and then it's like no it's gen 9 Although, yeah. for whatever reason, for me at least, it didn't look like Gen 9 at first, because I thought I saw some like cities and landmarks that looked like uh, a Sword and Shield. Right, right, right. Just because it had that similar feel, but then I'm like, no, it's Gen 9. Like, okay. 
Yeah, yeah, like when when they were doing off the trailer, uh, like at, at the very initial beginning, like oh, okay, we see uh, escalators. I thought it was I, at first, I thought it was stadium. Like oh, oh, are we going back to Pokemon Stadium? And like okay, now we go for coffee. Oh, uh, Dr. Pikachu, and like nope, okay, they showed up the Game Freak logo. Like oh, okay, they're going back to Game Freak. So next, next, the next gen Pokemon, and like I love a whole, we get to see everything else that happens. It's like. Yeah, it, it was. It definitely was a bit of a roller coaster of like which Pokemon game it was. It was pending to be, but yeah, it, it was. It was, it was a nice uh, lead off. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Tyler Scott, what were your initial thoughts of the trailer? You guys I really like the bright colors. Um, they showed a lot of like the bright and vibrant colors of just like the scenery, the grass, the outfits. And I really like just the way that they had those, and I really hope that they continue to reflect that throughout the whole gen. Scott, I was going to say the same exact thing. The first thing that jumped out at me was the colors. It was so bright, and, and the graphical upgrade from Sword and Shield to this is legit. I'm a big fan of the art style. I like the shading on the, on the Pokemon, the Magnemite is one that you've seen online a lot, and I think that it's a great example. They just, they've captured the lighting so much better, I think, in, in this game. Um, that That's one of the main areas they needed to upgrade, and I'm glad that they didn't cut corners and they actually did it. Yeah, it was so cool just to see, like, the, just the little tweaks that they did with the Magnemite made it come out so much better. Yeah, Surpiri, or our Viper also had a really nice texture to its body. Like, you could see, like, the scales a lot better. Mm-hmm. So and I'm looking like one of Tyranitar, and you can see like kind of like the the different shading on its skin, and uh, yeah, I'm now looking at the Magnemite. That's a really shiny Magnemite. So it's, yeah, it's like so they, shiny. they put a lot more detail into it. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. So I actually, and I don't I like that people saying this, but I I can understand why they say it. A lot of people are thinking, "Gosh, dang it, Arceus was just a beta for this thing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that was the case, and it's not wrong technically. <laughs> Like, yeah, again, like, this is the, the next product from Arceus. I mean, we thought Arceus was like, okay, it's a very good step. I mean, Breath of the Wild Pokemon, sure, that's great and all that. And now, like, yeah, and the fact that they're going to, I mean, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but the fact they announced it is coming this year. It's like, yeah, like, uh, either at the end of this year or next year, it's just like, wow, like, okay, I'm surprised that Pokemon Company is releasing another Pokemon game so soon. And, yeah, like, like, oh, we just got RCS. Oh, yeah, the next gen comes out. Uh, okay, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> it's like that. See, I, I actually don't totally agree with that. Um, and the reason is I expect this to be a traditional Pokemon game. I, I don't agree. expect it to be the way of RCS. I expect terms. <laughs> okay, I expect, okay. I, I'm very, very hopeful that they will take a ton of stuff from RCS and put it into this game. And I, I expect that they will. Uh, but at the same time, I wouldn't call this like Arceus a beta for this. No, I expect that not. this is 100% a, an old school Pokemon game, which I I still really like. I've actually been playing, finishing up Shining Pearl, and after Arceus, my enjoyment for that game went way down. It's just it, there's so much time wasting and there's so much just drag it to every little moment that Arceus didn't have that I 
I think it's an easy fix that they should be able to apply to Gen 9. That's the stuff that I'm most hopeful that they take from Arceus is those little quality of life changes. I don't need uh, five seconds of my life wasted by, you're fighting a Pelipper, and here's Drizzle. It's its skill. Now let's wait three more seconds while it slowly starts to rain, and now you're battling. I hope that they cut that stuff out, but I'm very excited for Gen 9. I actually don't think that it's too soon. Uh, Sword and Shield came out when? 2019 or 18? 18. So that's four years? Yeah. That's a very reasonable cycle for for Gen 9 to, to release. Yeah, and, and to answer or to follow up on what you said, Tyler, you are correct that they, they did learn some things from Arceus because on the official website for the for the game, they note, quote, various towns blend seamlessly into the wilderness with no borders. You'll be able to see the Pokemon of this region in the skies and the seas and the forest on the streets all over. You'll be able to experience a true joy of the Pokemon series battling against wild Pokemon in order to catch them now in an open world game that players of any age can enjoy. So it also says uh, allowing you to explore freely in a rich Richly expressed open world. So they said open world twice. Mm. And just to make sure that you say, okay, we get it. You liked it. Or we knew you'd like it in Arceus. So here you go. So and I, I'm with you, Tyler, that it's definitely not going to. I don't like that they're saying Arceus is a beta. It's, it's a totally different feeling in, in intent versus this a, a traditional Pokemon game. But they are evolving it, pun intended, with what Arceus did. Because I'm sure they realize, you know, this is actually really cool. And people are going to like this, so we should put this in the mainline titles. Now, I still expect there to be, like, a lot of Pokemon battles versus in Arceus, where it was more of a special kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, if if they play it the right way, like, the idea of it, the towns and the wild areas being, like, seamlessly, you know, no borders, you know, what, right. what, what, right. I want to know what that means in full, because if you really think about it, technically there were no borders in the other one, and and like other mainline titles, because you would literally just like walk from the town to the wild areas. But if they have, a new I, way I hear of that, and I that. think no loading screens. There you I, go. Yeah, yeah. I would, but I would be surprised if there weren't battle loading screens. I hope that that's Obviously. wrong. I would love for them to just do what they do in Arceus, and and you see a wild Pokemon, you throw your Pokemon out, and boom, you're battling. But yeah. I I don't totally expect that in this title, but it. The open world thing is so huge. I mean, that's really what people were hoping from Gen 8, and I think that's why it was a slightly a disappointment for me and others, was that they didn't go in that direction. And hearing that they've listened to feedback, and I'm sure that actually developing Arceus and kind of feeling that magic while they made it made them realize this really is the direction we have to go. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. I also but... wonder if it's going to retain like a linear feel that the older, well, most of the mainline ones do, or if they're going to go with a more open <clears throat> kind of story element to it. I feel like they're in a sense to kind of try to, like, this is just my guess, but I think they're going to try to go with something similar to Breath of the Wild, if anything else, because, like, if, if what they said is true in the synopsis, that we can actually go anywhere, no borders, you can actually go to which gym or which, uh, wherever you want to, I think that would, that would be the case, uh, I think that would be the case. Like, yeah, I want to go to this gym. Like, go to the like the eighth, the quote unquote seventh or eighth gym, and then like, oh, I take the first gym as my last gym to do so. It's like, yeah, I'm getting the feeling they're kind of doing similar to to Breath of the Wild, but that's just my guess. It also makes me wonder if they're going to try to like scale levels of Pokemon because that'd be kind of cool if but, like yes. you scale the levels in the wild. They need to do that. That thing, Shining Pearl, 
chasing a Heracross around, which I finally caught, by the way, big news. Um, you, you're running into like level 19 Ponytas when my team is level 50. It's just such a, a way. You don't even get meaningful experience at that point, and it's just a total waste of a minute and a half. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of little things that they can absolutely take from RCS while still embracing what the mainline titles are all about. It's it's going to be about flow. And like Tyler was, was saying it perfectly with the whole like, you know, this happened and you're wasting time and you're just like waiting for things to happen. And uh, like I noted this in Diamond and Pearl or the Shining Diamond, Brilliant Pearl, that uh, either way around, whatever. You know, yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> the remix, it's too, there are too many titles. Gosh, dang it. Um. I, I noticed I noted this in my both of my reviews and on the podcast, but there were multiple times during the battles when like my Pokemon would say, you know, it's waiting for you to command it. Well no duh, Sherlock. You know, like that's three seconds of me having to waste that and then other other times it would be like, Oh, it's it toughed out so you wouldn't cry, like no, I'm not gonna cry either way, sorry. You know, like I, I could totally see them getting rid of that and certain other things to keep the flow going, make it more free flow even though we'll still obviously have the turn-based combat systems but even though these obviously the big improvement is going to be open world and we'll have to see more about what that actually does because will it be full-on Arceus where I can you know ride a, a flying Pokemon like a Corviknight or a Braviary around and just have fun or is it like oh it's like the wild area where like this area is open world but the rest you know you kind of have to follow the path we'll have to see but they're the fact that they're saying open world really does give me a lot of hope. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. same. I also uh, really hope that they fix the EV and IV systems. They're just like, they've been with us since the beginning, and they're the most bizarre systems, I just think, ever. Like, they make no sense. So for people who don't know, every Pokemon has hidden effort values and individual values for each of their stats. And that's how, like, trainer Pokemon are weaker than your party Pokemon, because your party Pokemon are getting bonus stats in the form of these EVs. And you get EVs by fighting other Pokemon. And, like, if you fight... I forget, like, each Pokemon is assigned a... Uh, uh, what, what am I trying to think of? A uh, skill level that you'll get points for. So you'll get points for, like, special defense if you fight Snorlax. And that's how you passively build these up to like create your Pokemon to make them like the way you want to make them. It's such a waste of time, and it's so obtuse and so hidden that most casual players will never understand what they even are. Like when you pick up, when I picked up Carbos and like those type protein, those type of items, I didn't understand what they did at all back in the day because they just they're not well explained. But they actually add to EVs. IVs are even worse. Like every Pokemon is just like randomly given uh, strengths and weaknesses in certain stats, and you have to like spend hours and hours and hours breeding to get Pokemon with maximum IVs to like create this ultimate Pokemon. That is such a waste of time, and it makes playing competitive multiplayer Pokemon this ridiculous, like daunting task. It's a complete gatekeeping mechanic that, to me, in in a game like Pokemon, that's all about battling. You should be, or not all about, but battling is a major part of Pokemon. You should be making it easy for everybody to enjoy fighting with the strongest Pokemon they can instead of creating these hidden systems that just are passively happening. It's, they're bizarre, and they need to go. 
now I want to talk about the region next because even though we know it's open world, there are some things we uh, other things we know about it. For example, though we do not know the region name <laughs> as of yet, we do know via the shots of uh, the various uh, buildings and even the coastline that apparently we are going to Spain. Yep. 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 So, which is interesting because we were in the UK last time, so we literally just moved, you know, a country over. <laughs> yeah, ironically enough, yes. Yeah. And like again, I, I I I was the one who wrote the article, and like yeah, yeah I was, and yeah. It, also, if you take take um some uh, notes from the live action trailer where they showed off like the maps and as well as the different Pokemon, like yeah, there is definitely some uh, similarities regarding to the geography of Spain. And of course, like if you also played um if you saw it inside the trailer that a uh, wide open area with the white buildings, like if you also play Bayonetta two or of other games of in similar settings, that thing is basically one of the um, locations of Venice. So yeah, like that. that we're also uh, exploring a little bit of Italy as well. So because like again, the Spain and Italy kind of like have a bit of a cultural mix in between. So it's either be one of those two different territories. Yes, a mix of it. So and like uh, like Scott noted earlier, the and Tyler as well, the game looks beautiful. I mean, it the colors, the vibrancy. I mean, we saw this one plaza area where it, it had a very nice look to it with like the, I'm presuming all the elemental things. And <laughs> there was like a, there's a Dratini statue uh, spouting out water. And there was, I found the plaza area. There's a circular battlefield area with all the element types in boxes around the, the battle area. And I really, really like that. And uh, there was this really beautiful building with like a purple Pokeball on it. So they're clearly going for detail. Now, now there's this villa area, which is very Spain, the Spanish. <laughs> and I just want to point out as well, because a lot of people were making comparisons. Like this thing, this building was so reminiscent of the house in Encanto, Disney's Encanto. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like some people say. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> but, do, but does it move on its own? <laughs> just remember, we don't talk about Bruno. So, uh, for the record, I've never seen the movie, so I don't have that song stuck in my head. You're welcome. Uh, now, I want to talk about the character model, because I've actually seen a lot of people complaining. Mm, okay, like, okay, okay. Why? I mean, I get it. It's a little more realistic than what we're quote-unquote used to, but isn't it good that they're getting a little more detailed in their models? Question mark? <laughs> yeah, like, also, just a little bit on the outfits as well. Like, I'm looking, like, apparently, obviously, this is definitely based on the, the Spanish origins of the, like, like I, I, I'm, I could be absolutely. Wrong. I, I apologize to our Spanish uh, listeners out there, but yeah, I'm guessing like this is probably based on like the school, uh, school outfits in in uh, Spanish countries. I'm sorry if I'm could be absolutely wrong, but yeah, like the, the outfits themselves are like it's very plain. But again, it could have some cultural significance, uh, like compared to like the previous games, like which is like the um, the jacket, the I don't know, the much more. Uh, even like the Cygnus suits in uh, Pokemon EX, the mobile game, it just feels like here, like the the hats, the the shorts is, I don't know. Like I, I there's some people that just really don't like this, the shorts outfit. It seems. I am literally looking up school outfits, just or Spanish school outfits, so I can see if Will is right or not. Because he he seems he seems so worried right now that he doesn't get it. Right. Hey, I don't want to be canceled. I'm sorry. I just don't want to be canceled. Uh, yeah. I am looking. I am lo actually. Yeah, it does look like their uniforms here. Let me find the. I, I'm only seeing the female uniforms for some reason. 
Uh, but they have like a lot of that. What, what would you call that plaid? Like right, 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 right. Plaid okay, yeah. pattern. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely seeing that. So, I mean, maybe. And I mean, they when they did Alola, they they definitely had the more, uh, you know, island vibe, if you will. Right, right, so, right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it because you know they obviously it's tailored to the games, like with Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. You know, they they did the chibi look, but they also did the fully blown one at times. And then with Kalos, they did a little more realistic and Alola the same way. With this one, they're going like, you know, a different style. So just let them do it. Gosh dang it. Like, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be exactly what you think they are. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, all right. Now, I, one thing I do want to note, and this is before we get to that conversation, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> they didn't show... Any new Pokemon, and notice how I say this, new Pokemon in the trailer, but instead showed a lot of the Pokemon we're all familiar with, mm-hmm. including you know, like Magmite, Lucarius, Viper, Pikachu. Uh, what's the one that walks on rock legs? From the Stonehenge. Yeah, the from, Stonehenge. Yeah, from, from Galar. I don't remember that name. Uh, but yeah, we saw that one. We saw, you know, a couple birds and everything. So... I know that was intentional because they're probably trying to keep the new looks under wraps, but uh, it does show that we're going to get a lot of diversity, which is something that I was asking for in uh, in my immediate review of Arceus was you know a better diversity and you know more accurate areas areas where they would show up. So that's interesting, but I, I'm sure more than ever they are almost begging to not get leaked this time around. Right, right. Like if they, I'm pretty sure they have learned the lessons of Sword and Shield. Like, yeah, like okay, we are gonna go adapt the Nintendo route. Like again, keep these secrets under Fort Knox and under key. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't even know what I want to say about like the Pokemon of the region because obviously it could be anything. I will say one thing. I want. I'll Go show ahead. you a picture of it. Go ahead. Um, the Spanish have a really cool looking deer called the Iberian Red, mm. and uh, I love just the way the horns are because they're kind of like curved, and there's so many different varieties that you see of the horns. Oh, uh, okay, okay. It looks okay, so okay. cool. That is something I want to see. I don't know if it will be in there, but if we get a deer Pokemon that just has some really cool looking horns, that well, would be sick. It, it kind of reminds me of Xerneas. Yeah, 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 yeah. But obviously, obviously, they can do a different thing. I mean, look at what they did with wire deer. I mean, that wasn't drastically different. It was just you know, diff- like more fur and everything. So, my uh, my only request for whatever they do with the Pokemon, make it good. Mm. <laughs> I know that sounds so mean, but we all can think of Pokemon in every single region, especially Unova, that were just dumb. Or like low effort and like I'll even give you a great example. In uh in in Legends Arceus, they gave us new Pokemon via the variants and the special evolutions. I liked all those designs. I liked Wire Deer, I liked Basculesian, despite the absolutely horrifying story. Um Cleavor was awesome. Uh the variant of Lilligant was cool, you know, the more of a dancer form, that was nice. Arcanine was cool. Uh, very fluffy. You know, I liked that, but then I was thinking about Galar. What do you even... have against Sneasler? No, Sneasler was fine. 
Sneezer was fine. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. The, Sneezler. It wasn't the best, but I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, and I like. Yeah. I, I I like Sneezler because of just the climbing ability, and we we are now apparently stuck in a sack on its back. All right. I didn't see the eyeballs of the character for a long time, and then once I saw them, I couldn't unsee it. So there you go. But um, it was just like. I, I liked all those Pokemon, and they didn't. They didn't have to put. Even Braviary was like a little more basic, but it was still cool looking. I want. And then we look at Galar. They had some really cool Pokemon, but then they had a penguin with an ice cube head, and it's literally called Ice Cube. Really? <laughs> like it's it's stupid. And then they actually put it in the anime in like the one of the dumbest episodes, and. In, if you actually break its ice cube head, it's like it's got this shrunken bird head of a thing, and it's horrifying. And I'm like, <laughs> why did you make that Pokemon? Like, why? Why would you do that? So, I just I want them to be good. Like, and like what uh, Scott was doing, like he looked at the actual animals you can find in Spain, which I'm sure there are more of their own regional variants, if you will embrace that embrace the mythology we don't have we have no idea about the legendaries which i thought was interesting because sword and shield opened with uh zacian and zamasu zamasu no zacian and what was it zamanzenta zamanzenta zamasu was uh dragon ball super my bad (laughs) (laughs) it's anime but wrong (laughs) he would be one heck of a legendary to catch (laughs) oh gosh it's like i will wipe out a life because it is not beautiful to me, but I want to catch you. Shut up, human. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Sam and Zenta, like they start out with us. We have no idea what it's going to be in Scarlet and Violet. Although I'm going to go out on the limb here. Just a hunch. The coloring of the, the legendaries will be Scarlet mm-hmm. and Violet. I, I'm, I know it's a reach. <laughs> I know it's a reach, but so I just I want these to be good Pokemon because at times they absolutely hit and at times they absolutely don't and I know there's always going to be at least one that you don't like but I I would love it if this is like the perfect region you know especially with like the whole open world and make Pokemon that feel like they belong in this open world of Spain or whatever you want to call this region um, you know have fun with it but make something good and not just silly we're we are above such things. Or just inanimate objects, and yeah, we just call it as Pokemon, like Clef Key or, or a, a literal ice cream or teapot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there right, you go. Right, like, right. For the, like uh, going back to Arceus, I know that Spiritomb is not a new Pokemon, but I have always hated Spiritomb. Like, what is this thing? Like, it's it's a rock that has somehow gotten the souls of 500 people and turned into this monster. That's horrifying! Okay, we already knew that the Pokemon world was messed up, but I don't need this thing looking at me, and that was the last Pokemon I needed in, in this game, because I had to capture all the wisps across the Hisui region. Okay, that was not fun. Alright, so... Uh, okay, that's my big rant, but uh, Will, what are you... What If you could have one thing in Scarlet Violet, what do you want it to be? Ah, uh, like, even speaking as a casual Pokemon fan, like, the, if I ch- just want to get this game, like, if there's one thing that I want to get, hopefully... Wait, I want to pause. I want to pause right there. Are you going to get this game? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you? Because I uh, know I heard you say you were getting Arceus, and then you go like, no, Todd, I never said I that. Mean, I mean, I get, He never said that. He never I could have sworn it. he did. I, I never should have said that. <laughs> uh, okay, just, okay, just for the record right now, like, this is game, like, I probably won't not be getting it just because, again, like, I, I, I have not touched Pokemon in a long time. That's, and, like, I mean, aside from Shield. 
That's yeah. reasonable, but but well, you have to stop describing yourself as a casual Pokemon fan if you don't play any Pokemon. Yeah, games. you tell him, Tyler. I, I only play Blood, Red and Hey You Pikachu and Pokemon Stadium. Sorry, I'm an old fan. I'm an OG right. fan. Okay, so, yeah. right. Say uh, I'm an OG fan. OG fan. Okay, works. OG fan. Not a casual, but an OG Steel. fan. Fine, go go badger with me with, with semantics. No, that's perfect. I'm happy though. He's <laughs> badgering me with the semantics, but yeah, uh, yeah, but so, but. I probably won't be getting a Scarlet uh, Violet unless they really have something that really hooks me in. And if they have, like, if there's going to be a hook that probably would get me in, I mean, the fact that one, I would hate the open world and all that, but I don't know. It, it, they really have to do something really amazing. Like, I don't know. Perhaps, I don't know, dressing up Pokemon or just like have that interaction like they did with a sword and shield of like, have that entire team like with the RCS, like have all seven your seven Pokemon out on the open wild with you and just going with you on a grand grandiose adventure. Like I don't know. I, I really can't name a specific idea right now, but they need to really have a, a good strong hook of why Scarlet and Violet is like that that next evolution of Pokemon of the Pokemon series, uh, pun intended. So I, I can't say a specific idea right now, but they really need to have a strong hook of the sort. And that's fair. And I mean, that was actually actually had to write a uh, a script the other day about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And my question, and the question was, um, what would the hook be? You know, like with Galar, it was Dynamax and Gantamax. With Alola, it was the the Z moves and even the regional variants. Uh, Kalos had the Mega Evolutions. You know, what's going to be the hook here. They didn't tease that either in the trailer, mm-hmm. outside, of maybe, outside of maybe the open world, which I would say is more the Arceus hook than anything else. So, yeah. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be interesting. So, Alright, Scott. What about you? Scott. Scott! Scott! Scotty, Scott, Scott! Oh, I muted myself, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing you a freaking boon here! <laughs> Okay, so, other than the fire deer, which I think could be sick. Um, <laughs> oh, you want it to be fire? It's called an Iberian Red. It oh, good it's point. clearly has to be a fire type. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a burning stag. Oh, dear. Exactly. Nah, I just think it'd be cool if, it, if we had, like, a fire deer. We have, yeah. like, fire everything else. <laughs> One of its attacks could be, like, flaming horns. Yes. Or, or I mean that is true. That is true. We don't. We don't have a fire deer type. No, we yet. do not. Xerneas was. What was Xerneas? I'll look it up. Xerneas is fairy. Definitely fairy. Fairy. Okay. Okay. I'm looking that up. So I'd like them to do like kind of a cool story, um, differentiation where it's not just you know the same kind of gym battles, and you have to go to this specific place, to this specific place, to this specific place. I wish that it would be more. Like, letting you choose what you want to do in your Pokemon adventure. Mm-hmm. Letting you have consequences to those choices. But that's more of a hope, I'm guessing, than it might actually be. Because it's probably going to still stick with a traditional story-esque, just in a more open-world feel. So, like, for example, you go to one gym and it kind of cuts you off because you trigger that flag and you have to go, you do these set of events, kind of like, the, like that? Yeah, like, say you do one gym... Um, and then before another gym, but when you get to the other gym, because you did this gym, this gym is under like an attack from some organization or something mm-hmm. because you weren't there in the beginning or because you were going to like a different gym, like 
you waited till like the seventh gym, you get here to the eighth, and this gym is totally just like in an apocalyptic kind of world kind of deal because <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a ten year old to save the day. Right, right, right. <laughs> I got, it. I got it. Yeah, I do think that that's that's not likely to be the case, but it would be tremendous if it actually was. I mean, they don't really for me. They don't have to go that crazy hard on the story. Like Arceus needs to. It, its story is not great. I would like a more of a, a fluid plot and some slightly more dynamic characters. But they, it, it's a little bit more mature than your standard game, and that's that's really all that that I'm asking for yeah. from from my Pokemon story. I just don't want another retelling of exactly what you said. Like a random ten year old comes and saves the universe at the end, and it, it's like the, the characters come and go. They don't really make any impression on you. Like I can't think of the last. Pokemon character who actually like stuck with me after the game. I, I I'll say well, like Pokemon is in the main character or the other characters. It, any character. I'll say Lily was pretty Lily. good in yeah, Gen it's, 7. It's, it's Lily because she was emotional. Like I cried when she left. I'm like I don't want you to go. So yeah, I'm, I'm an emotional man. Deal with it. Uh, I definitely agree though that we do. And, and I know I talked about this with my Kalos Legends story, but like I want them to go darker. They've te- they've done it before in terms of setting it up, like with uh, Plasma and N, and the idea of you know our Pokemon slaves, which is like the thought amongst the geek community is like we're just we're slave owners of Pokemon, you know, dog fighting, you know, one on one, all that. Um, yeah, we, that's another debate for another time. But and then with with Kalos, it was you know the ultimate weapon and the genocide of the Pokemon of the of the Kalos region. And but they they still they like, wrapped it up in like this very typical plot that ended very predictably. And I would love them to go deeper. My only thing that I fear is that because of like the very bright nature of the game, they're not gonna want to do that dark of a storyline because it'll contrast the very enticing visuals, if you will. But you never know. Uh, like like uh, Arceus actually kind of benefited from having like those darker tones because of its more, you know, uh, artistic do- like documentary style, like nature documentary and like the paintbrushes and everything. It kind of benefited from that, and we had the course of space time rift, um, always looming above us. So we always like you know that's that's where it's all going to end. So I don't know, but we'll see. We we still know precious little, so that actually works in our favor for right now. And then, Tyler, I know you mentioned one thing before, but is there anything else you absolutely want to have in Scarlet Violet? Yeah, I mean, in addition to the revamped uh, EV and IV systems, I would love for more robust side quests. Mm. I think that in Legends of Arceus, again, it was a good step forward. By the way, I shifted to being an Arceus guy. I'm not Arceus anymore. I've become an Arceus pronouncer. Uh, (laughs) I would like to see... uh, some side quests that are more engaging, more along the lines of Breath of the Wild, which, again, their side quests weren't incredible in that game either, honestly. But I think that in an open-world game, if this is truly open-world, it would be really important to be able to stu- like stumble upon side quests, enter these cities, and look for people to talk to to gain side quests. And I would love for rare Pokemon to be capturable through side quests instead of having to wander grass for hours and hours and hours, hoping for that 1% chance that you find the rare Pokemon. I think yeah. that would be so key. So more side quests. And Scott said it earlier, but I want to reiterate it because I think it's a tremendous point. Pokemon that scale with you. It mm. would be great. I know it is cool. There is something to be said for like the eighth gym leader being this like daunting, scary, tough character. 
and you wouldn't be able to write each gym leader as like you wouldn't be able to write that ace character as this imposing figure if you went with what I'm just about to propose. But if you could take on gyms in any order and have them scale in difficulty based on when you accomplished them, that would be a ton of fun. I think I it would like be that. really cool. Yeah, I think it would be really cool to be able to run and like you could come up with speed runs for this for for the new game if you could just run from gym 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 bang Pokemon League. Like I think that would be great. More ways to play is always better and. I, I hope that Scarlet brings that. Uh, oh, uh, and actually, there is kind of one low-key low thing I actually want in, in one Scarlet uh, or in Violet, but I don't think the Pokemon will invest in it. Uh, can we actually have a bit of voice acting in this Pokemon game this oh, time around? Oh. Because, like, we have it, like, in the, in the spin-off games, like Pokemon Snap and all that, so... At least, like, come on, Pokemon Kelly. Don't you have at least some money in the budget from all the Pokemon sales you've done yeah. in the media industry? So hey, Arceus sold six million copies in a week. We and we know they've sold more since then. So you can't tell me you ain't making at least a little money. <laughs> so yeah, I would like to see like at least I don't know. Like I would love to actually hear these characters actually be voiced. It like oh, like how would it sound? It's just like the whole instead instead of the whole simple plain text you see at the bottom. Like okay, I gotta fill out with my own head. It's like come on, can we have some voice acting? That would be something. I mean, just a little bit. I would appreciate. Yeah, I like that. And uh, I, I, the side quest thing is definitely something I like from Arceus. It, I heard people a lot of people saying, oh, it's all fetch quests. No, not really. Not all of them. And a lot of them were really fun. And then there was the Buizel one that just sucked. All right. <laughs> oh, I need you to fight a two foot eight Buizel. Like, why? I mean, it's this one's bigger than yours. Yeah, but it's not two foot eight Buizel. Like, shut up. Also, how did he get to two eight? Like, did he, like, steroids? Perfectly... <laughs> yes. Okay, steroids. Was there steroids back in the Hisui region back in the day? <laughs> Wait, sh- I'm sure there could that. have been natural ones. Remember the rules of Fight Club, Will. Remember the rules of Fight Club. <laughs> so going right. on to the, the side quests, I actually really love the Arceus ones too because they kind of also change the world because a yeah. lot of the ones were, asked, were people asking you for like Pokemon information and then they'd want to see that Pokemon and then actually get that Pokemon to be on their side the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, Which or, also but, made like the whole ending thing kind of annoying when you got kicked out and you just had to see all these people who had your Pokemon you caught for them kicking you out, being angry at you, and you're yeah. just like, screw you! Yeah, I, I, I noted that in my review. I'm like, wait, what? What do you mean? I did everything for you and now you're kicking me out? Yes, because clearly you're evil! Like, what? And the village is somehow against you when you were doing nothing but helping them by getting them Pokemon and yeah. giving them ways to do things and they're yeah. just like, oh, you were evil all along. It's like, no, I wasn't, but okay. I can prove it! Let's look at these Pokemon here! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I I didn't like that sudden change. Like th- that was them trying to go darker, and it's like backfiring. Like I must wipe out all Pokemon to save them because to save us because Pokemon was once wiped out my people. That would have been nice to know earlier. Like <laughs> we could talk about this. <laughs> so just saying. All right. Uh, all right. We've delayed long enough. <laughs> it is time talk about the starter pokemon <sighs> now this was the thing i was actually very surprised about during the reveal trailer because you know they were teasing a lot of things and then that's how they revealed gen 9 was via the starters i thought that was a very clever little move and we have three pokemon obviously to enjoy we have uh dang it Sprigatito. <laughs> you want me to pronounce it? I, I think uh, we ca- we have Sprigatito, Fue Coco, and Quaxley. Yeah, I, I knew Fue Coco and Quaxley. I just couldn't. I just didn't know how to say uh, Sprigatito. 
Uh, yes, we got a leafy cat, a fire croc, and a water duckling. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like the fact that they named Spreak Akito literally it means a, a spirit cat is just like really funny. So, I mean, again, as as you can tell, it is based on the Spanish language, and like, yes, these startup Pokemon. Yeah, you can imagine how big a reaction the internet had when they saw these cuties. If anything yeah. else, See, I was... well, two of the three are great. One, I think, is my least favorite starter ever. I wonder why. Wait, say that again? I said two of the three are awesome, but But one is my least favorite starter, I think, ever. Oh, ouch, that's harsh. Yeah, yeah. I I, I wonder which one is. Okay, now I will admit when I first saw these, I'm like, huh, because I've seen a leaf leaf cat, which we just had a fire cat two generations ago with with Litten. Um, I saw play Coco, which was like, um... Okay, and then I see Quaxley, which is like that's just Ducktales, <laughs> and, and I wasn't even gonna make the Donald Duck joke. I was just saying like in general, like you know Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and, and uh, Dewey is the is the one with blue, and so like you just made like an alternate version of Dewey Duck, you know, with, he's got like the hat, he's got like the face. If you literally just like look at the face and show nothing else, you think is that a Ducktales character? <laughs> <laughs> like I want his ability to be woohoo. Say <laughs> you know? I, I disagree. I don't see Ducktales at all, and I love Quaxley. <laughs> you don't see Ducktales when you look at Quaxley. Okay, fine. I, will I mean, he's pictures. a duck. Like he's a duck. A- aside from the fact that he's a duck and he's blue, like Donald Duck is blue. Yeah. That's that's about it. I'm um, gonna post a picture and then Kingdom <laughs> Hearts Donald Duck. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. granted, Quaxley, yeah, like definitely has that. Donald, everyone basically compares it as Donald Duck, and but the fact that we, many people was just arguing, like, is that hair or is that a hat? And oh. like that, many people said, like, I, I that is a, a hair, that is a pompadour, not a hat. Yeah. But people think like it, it is like Donald Duck's hat and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe it's a pompadour. Um, Quaxley is my choice. Uh, I love. I just think ducks are awesome. I like his personality. He's got like this earnest looking face. I forget what the exact word they use. The to earnest and Teddy duckling Pokemon is. Yes, it. earnest is the word they use. And I get that he he is. I like the light blue. I'm a big fan of light blue. It just everything about his design stands out to me as awesome. He's he's my number one. I have posted uh, the pictures in our Discord, so you can look at this and revel in the fact okay, that they I'm are look exactly at it time. the only thing that's different is obviously Doobie has black eyes, but that's just the, that's just the coloring choice. But look at like the uh, head. Uh, I, and the... No, I, yeah, I mean, I stand by what my statement was. Uh, Quaxley and Dewey are both ducks, and they're both blue. But Quaxley's like a teal; like he's got some green in his color. Dewey is quite blue. Uh, Quaxley also has like his his eyes. He only has one eye and then two irises within the one eye, whereas uh, Dewey has two de- clearly defined eyes. And then also the hair is completely different, and the beaks are completely different. So I, I I'm going to say I disagree. <laughs> I, I don't see Dewey. I think blue, I think you're seeing a blue duck, and and there they are both blue ducks. They are blue ducks. But yeah, <laughs> I'm just warning you right now. If we get a voice acting from this thing and this duck is voiced by Ben Schwartz, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I am out. And he's already said I. My goal is to voice every blue main character around. You know, so he's already done Sonic. He's done Dewey Duck. If he does Quaxley, I'm out. 
<laughs> I am out that would be the greatest ironic twist of anything else. Yes. No, the ironic twist would be if they hire Chris Pratt to do all the Pokemon sounds. But that's another division. <laughs> but... uh, Scott, hold on, Scott. What was your immediate impressions of these uh, starter Pokemon? I love Grass Cat. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's the one that I hate. Okay. I, I love it. It looks so adorable. Okay. <laughs> I think its eyes are weird, and its its coloring is weird. What? Yeah, I really dislike Sprigato. Sprigatito. I got it now. Grass cat in Spanish, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, it is. It is. It is. It's it so is a leaf cat. It is a leaf cat. My friend actually translated some of these, and one of the words for spice or hot or spicy is fuego. Yes, and, Fuego. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's Fuego, and Coco is for Croc, so it's Fuego, Croco, Fuego, Coco, a hot Spice Croc. croc. Spice great. Croc, exactly. <laughs> and ironically, Fuego, Coco is the one I'm going to go with, because even though I definitely think it's the oddest of the three, because if you think about it, look, it's a grass cat, it looks like a cat. Quaxley, it's a water duck, it looks like a duck. With Fuego, Coco, it's different. It's like a mix yeah. of a croc and a dinosaur. And mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, I'm curious about where they're gonna go with it. So I'm gonna go with him on the curiosity factor alone. Also, a lot of people have noticed that the uh, the patch on his stomach is the same patch that uh, uh, Score Bunny had on his body. Huh. It's like literally the same thing. So is that a connection? Is just a random thing? Is that a callback? Even though it's literally last generation, <laughs> uh, I don't know. And... You just have to hope he's not a fighting at the end. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a crocodile. How can a crocodile be more athletic? But don't, then again. Tell don't that to the cat, Litton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. And, and, right. We, and we were lucky that they didn't do that with... Uh... Dang it. Um, what's Score Bunny's final evolution? Oh, oh, oh. Um, Cinderace? Cinderace. Because, you know, he was kicking a lot of things. Because he, he's the soccer player. And I was like, we got lucky that that wasn't a fighting type too. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, that was that was actually something I saw on, on Twitter was begging Nintendo, please don't make them dual types. Just keep mm-hmm. them grass, them fire, base. water. You know, <laughs> keep, keep them, keep them base. Dang it, there's nothing wrong with base. Right. Wait, right. Coco is a very good pick. I think he's extremely cool. I like like the. There's a lot they could do with it because his white face. Has like some skeleton vibes to yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. People were saying like some... it looked like a mask kind of feel. You know. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, like, yeah, like the Day of the Dead. Yeah, right. The Day of the Dead and all that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's probably gonna have probably the most interesting looking final evolution of the three. We hope. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm gonna say the. The fact that it's basically based on a chili pepper. I mean, I can see yeah. it now. At first, I thought it was like it was based on an apple, but now I see it now. It is based on a chili pepper, like a, a chili, chili pepper, pepper crocodile. But yeah, like it even like of course, if you haven't seen the Pokemon memes going around about like yeah, like apparently uh, Fue Coco is apparently among us. Apparently, if you can't see it, so yeah, yeah. So you're saying it's sus. <laughs> slightly, slightly, and of course, if you also um, take a knowledge of Sprigatito, is See, basically you struggle with the name. Will so ha Sprigatito. Uh, I mean, I took Spanish. I did took Spanish, but bueno. yeah, Sprigatito. Tito, Tito. Yeah, okay, 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 great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, even many fans I'll say like, yeah, unfortunately they. The leaf cat Pokemon, or call it the weak cat, is <laughs> just like okay, fine. But I don't know, like I. I I I'm not sure if you have seen the like um the 
video from Christina V who voices Ashante. But basically, she she did her own take on Spigatito, and yeah, it was just adorable from singing at the voice of Despacito. It's the Despacito. Next, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I want to give a shout out to all of you uh, Poke artists out there who, in record time, were not only drawing these characters, but were already thinking about their final evolutions. I've seen so much art about Fuecoco hanging out with Totodile and just, like, mm. having fun because they mm-hmm. seem like the types that would hang out despite being fire and water. Uh, and crocodiles. <laughs> yeah. But uh, actually, no, well, Totodile technically was a dial, but he was also evolved into a gator. <laughs> gators. It's a, it's a, so, crocodilian. Um... But and then like I saw multiple things with Quaxley and, and uh, Brigatito. Like, props to you all. I re- I mean this is I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I wish I had your talent. All right, I'm a, I'm a writer and that's and I love doing it. I like painting the pictures in my mind, but I cannot put pen or pencil or crayon or whatever to paper and draw anything as good as I do. Shape animals. That's all I was able to do as a as a child. It's it it hurt. But like seeing you all, and I still see a bunch of art on my Twitter feed, like of all the poke art. It's awesome. I'm so envious of you all. And while I don't know if your guesses are right, there are some that I honestly hope don't come true because it was like I saw one Quaxley one that looked a little bit too like a surfetched. I'm like, uh... and like that's too recent. Like they should definitely like that's my only complaint about Sprigatito is that we just had a fire cat and now you're going to a leaf cat like. You couldn't thought of anything else, <laughs> right, so, right? Okay, okay, okay. But uh, also the I saw a Jimmy Neutron joke of here's a water duck Pokemon. Sheen, you've shown us water duck Pokemon like a <laughs> right, <times>. right, right, <laughs> like, right. Like that was a good one. But uh, your creativity is inspiring, and I applaud you all. So um, I I am definitely curious about if slash when they'll show us the final evolution, mm. and even if they do show them, which they they got leaked for. Arceus, I don't know if I'll look at them. I did not know the final evolutions of uh, uh, Rowlet and Cyndaquil and Oshawott when in Hisui. And I'm glad I didn't because it, it gave me a surprise when my Typhlosion had ghostly flame whisks coming out of it, coming out of its neck. And I was just like, he's a ghost type? That's awesome! So I want that surprise and I want to like almost guess what they'll look like when they're done. So we'll see. We'll see. So, okay, so I'm just for recollection, here on 3-3-2022, I'm going for Fue Coco. Tyler, you're going with? Waxley. And Scott, you're going with? Regatito. Yeah, and Will is not getting in the game. Okay, <laughs> see, balance in the force, ladies and gentlemen. Balance in the force. We can breed and trade. <laughs> yeah, okay. we will. Yes, we will. And don't don't get Tyler started. He takes that very seriously. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All I, mean, I need to finish my Pokedex and signing Pearl is the starters and Dialga. So it, wow. we're going to have to make sure. <laughs> That's honestly impressive. <laughs> a lot of work. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, if, if I do have to go uh, choose out of the three stars, I will honestly also go with Sprigatito. Honestly. So, yeah. uh, obviously. Obviously. You uh, want to have all the starters, actually. <laughs> yeah. In Diamond. <laughs> Ooh, all, right. Huh? all right. So, before we wrap up, any final thoughts, hopes, wishes for Gen 9? Speak now or forever hold your podcast piece. Uh, again, as I said before, some voice acting. Uh, as we're going to like go for the breath of a while, just we can do whatever we want. And I don't know, like, introduce that hook. 
as as uh, Todd mentioned, it, like something that really sets uh, this uh, generation apart. Like I don't know, like I, I don't know. I, I'm probably gonna say I maybe said this before, but bring something similar, a mechanic from Hey You Pikachu into Scarlet and Violet. I don't know. I don't for, know. All right. Uh, for me, and this actually kind of builds off of what Will was just talking about. One of the things I loved about um, Sword and Shield was that there was the cutscene where we got to see all the gym leaders. And they were treated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were treated as champions. They weren't just, um, they weren't just these random people that you got to meet. They were like, "Hey, this is the best of the best. This is our collection of champions that you have to try to beat to get the Leon." I would love that kind of thing in the game with like cutscenes where they like have these really elaborate entrances and all that. Um, it would be it would be interesting. So. You know, just embrace, especially if they, they clearly are going for a graphical overhaul, use that on the gym leaders, you know, do the cutscenes that really flesh them out as much as they do when they're talking to you. So that would be a lot of fun for me. Galt? Anything I add? actually really like that too. Um, yeah! I also think that it'd be cool to have like more information shown of the gym leaders, of like how they became gym leaders and why they're there all the time. I think it's interesting when they give us stories of like gym leaders doing things behind the scenes. And I think that's what some of the reasons why I liked some generations better than others, because we had seen stories of also champions doing that kind of thing where they were actually doing more than just being the Pokemon champion kind of deal. Yeah. They actually like were looking into things or trying to help defeat this evil organization. And I think that would help a lot, I think, with getting us more involved and engaged with the gyms. Mm-hmm. Okay, like okay, 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 yeah. okay. That's why that's why Leon and Cynthia and even Lance were some of the most beloved of the champions because we saw them more than we did. Mm. So. All right, Tyler. Last yes, any uh, last thoughts? Yes, the only last thought I have is that I hope that the Wild Two does not get delayed. Oh, because oh. this appears yes. to be the holiday game now. Yeah, and we, we need, we need to talk about that. Um, the release date at present is quote late 2022, right, right, right which right, could right. mean anything from November to let's just say January. Right. So, right. with the uncertainty of Breath of the Wild 2, which game should come out first? <laughs> if, mm. if they both come out this year, which one should come out first, Pokemon or Breath of the Wild? Breath of the Wild. Come out first. Breath for sure. Breath. Breath of the Wild. Interesting. I would actually go the opposite. Here's why. Mm. I'm thinking about time. Okay. If let's just say Pokemon came out in November, like say mid-November, like they usually do, and then Breath of the Wild came out before Christmas, then that would give Pokemon trainers enough time to get through the main game, explore the world, and then be done with it more or less so that if they want to get the other version they can go play breath of the wild and we're we know that's going to be like dozens and dozens and dozens of hours all right if it's anything like the original which we all know it will be it'll have that time frame so that would be like the major holiday seller even though pokemon would be perfect for black friday and thanksgiving then uh zelda can wrap up the year for christmas and then ensure that they've got game sales going into the beginning of the new year and of the two, Pokemon's going to be the easier to beat and the quicker to beat. Whereas Breath of the Wild, I, especially with depending on what they show, which we still know precious little, I feel like people are going to want to spend more time on that. So that that's my thinking. Yeah, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from for sure. I think with this game being more open world, 
um, and open world being all over its advertising, it's going to be a little uncomfortable with both of these games releasing so close to each other. Um, but to me, Breath of the Wild 2 is the game that, like, it, they're going to sell extremely well. They're both going to be highly anticipated titles. Um, but I would be a little bit... I, I think we could all use a nice break um Pokemon open world. Mix in the Zelda first, and then come back to the Pokemon open world. So, my my only concern was that in terms of like the late 2022 thing was that and this goes, goes back to Arceus, of course, you know, a lot of people were saying like, oh, they need they should approve this with Arceus. I almost wonder if now that we know when it's coming out, they're going to spend the extra however many months to make sure that this is as polished and as beautiful of the game as possible so they don't get those same criticisms because that was like the main criticism with Arceus was that it wasn't graphically stunning even though I think that's still you know biased in certain ways but but then here you go with with the first trailer of Scarlet and Violet and all of a sudden it's a beautiful game like they did learn so we'll see we'll see all right and with that we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast ah! Yes, last week we asked you a very important poll question. Which he did not have up, <laughs> even though he knew this was coming. He always knows this is coming. I even said we're going to be ending the podcast, and he didn't have it up, ladies and gentlemen. I just was introducing it. It was an important <laughs> It was an important Which Nintendo Switch game would be your first recommendation to a new Switch owner? 50% said Breath of the Wild, and 50% said Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, 0% for Odyssey, and 0% for Legends of Arceus. I changed it a little bit from when we discussed it, because we went with like some lesser-known games, which are great choices, but I think I I felt as though you want to go with those big flagship titles when you're recommending for a brand new person. So that's fine. That's what I All right. Th- this poll question is of course, very obvious. It is, uh, what starter Pokemon are you going to get in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? Sprigatito. Wait, I almost said Cray Coco. It's Cray Cray Coco. There's your name. Uh, Fue Coco or Quaxley. Do let us know. Uh, and of course, let us know what your immediate thoughts are with gen nine. A, are you excited for it? Please say yes. B, are you intrigued by the idea of this being the open-world mainline title that we've never had before? What do you personally want to see in these games? And what kind of Pokemon designs do you think would be cool based on the Spanish region or other nearby regions? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Tellius Tyler, Skull Kit Scott, Warrior Will, I am Triforce Todd. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. But we are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag! Thank you.